welcome to Android's Amazing Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Danny Asarno. I am joined by Hunter Van Lira. Yo. And as always, the beautiful, sensational James Santana. Yeah. We are brought to you by Android's Amazing Comics down in Sayville, New York. Now, let's start with with the show. First up, what do we got? No, we're talking about your news. First up, you your have news. news. Oh, we're going to go with my You're the big news of the day. I'm yeah. the big news of the day. So, yeah. sorry to disappoint you guys, but I have some stuff going on right now. I will be leaving the show. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> No. Boom. We need you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I can I, change, I swear. <laughs> I'm not it's okay, James, but I'm not breaking up with you. I'm just you know, I got I got stuff. But you know, I it's not that I didn't like doing it. Obviously I love this stuff, I live for it, but you know, life gets in the way sometimes. And, and you're always welcome back, of course. You know, you never know. Maybe in the fall we'll have, you know, me come back or yes. I'll be a guest sometime. Yes. So yeah. You always got a spot. You always got a home here, so. You'll still hear me. Yes. So, so yeah. That's, right. That sucks, but. Sad news, but, you know, anytime. You know, you always want to. Just hit us up. Yes, Thank let's you. know. Thank you. Not the day recording, please. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't text us on Tuesday. Can I come down? Because mm, mm. Three minutes before the show yeah. starts. <laughs> Tuesday morning? Sure. Sure. Tuesday at 8.50? Oh, Not a good idea. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead, Dan. All right, so what's been going on? All right, Marvel. Just uh, you know how that they had that countdown that we briefly talked about last yep. episode with the f- the four three two one. Yep. First of all, don't start a countdown at four. That was annoying. Started at five. Marvel knew what they were doing though. They did it to spark up some people about the Raimi stuff. They knew exactly what they were. And I told you, I, I thought it was going to be an adaptation of the the thing. But then you told me the rights for the faces and for the that and this. And I understand that, but I like stuff. And when they say. Look at this stuff. I go, oh, that'd be great. <sighs> anyway, so they announced it after four days, and it's J.J. Abrams doing a Spider-Man book. But there's a catch: his son is helping him write it. Okay, can no. we just, can we get can we get to like the big part of? I don't want to be uh, mean to his son. Yeah, that's not what we're doing. Hey, you're the same age, aren't you? Exactly. But he's an untested writer for a big name character, just because his dad is well, named. Well, your there dad too. is J.J. Right. Abrams, and by the way, my favorite J.J. Abrams always Felicity. Just so everybody's aware. It's out there. So it's out there. I like, out there. I like his movie Super 8. Really mm. Sorry, we're both drinking stuff. Yeah, hey, we're drinking at the same time. Um, so he's doing this with his son, and then Sarah Pacelli, co-creator of Miles Morales, yes. is doing... It's a five-issue mini just called Spider-Man. Yeah. And they're introducing a new villain, and they're, it looks like Cadaver. it's like back-to-roots kind of... Yeah, it's... it's cadaverous. Yeah, yeah whatever his name is, yeah. Weird. My only complaint... Like, I love Spider-Man, so whenever they announce a new five-issue or a new mini or a new ongoing, I'm yeah. like all for it. Yeah. The only gripe I have with is the untested writer. Like, if J.J. Abrams, if it was just J.J. and Sarah Pacelli, awesome. Yeah. I would I would have flipped shit. I would have like, that's so fucking cool. J.J. Yeah. Abrams doing right. a Spider-Man book? Awesome. And I'm still excited about it. Yeah. But his son, I don't... I, I understand... I don't get why they put him it's, on there. Honestly, even watching the announcement live when they put it on... <laughs> Y'all go get that text, Danny? Yeah, I don't know did. what happened. <laughs> she's already she's leaving, and she's already getting new offers. <laughs> Is it ladies? Is ladies of a hall stealing you away? No, it was Marvel. They want me to write the uh, prequel to the book after AJ JJ Abrams had son. This is as Tessa as he is. I'll do, I'll do the uh, Spider Gwen. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, it, it's what's worse is like when I was watching it live when they did like the live stream announcement on uh, Marvel's website. And on their Facebook and stuff. I was like, all right, cool. What is it? J.J. Abrams. Okay. And his son, Henry. What? 
Yeah. And I was like, I don't know him. And he's ne- I was like, oh, my son's never written a book before. What? Yeah, that's <laughs> a big no-no. Don't put an untested writer. Like, if they, if it was J.J. Abrams and his son writing Howard the Duck. Mm-hmm. Spider-Ham. Well, even, Any lesser character that's not, not even, one of the big, like, ten. Not even doing... Even Robbie Ray's Ghost Rider. Not they even can do doing that. it as a smaller character. Doing an annual. Doing a story yeah. in the annual. Like, they did yeah. that with um, a couple... Uh, the last Spider-Man. Marvin Bennett. That's how she got her story in Batman. Yeah, she wrote one. She, she wrote an annual story. There was... As a comedian, Mike Drucker, he did a Spider-Man annual for Peter Parker, Spectacular Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. When he was a dark student, he did a he did a he did one of the annuals. He did one of the stories. It was yeah. good. It was a good story. It was like six or seven pages. But he was an untested writer. Yeah. Who did one annual story that was six to seven pages? Right. It wasn't like he's doing a full five issue miniseries with a titular character. Well, you know what I mean? maybe he's writing the story with a coach. You know what I'm and saying? And that's what it is. You're right. Because well, JJ's his I think coach. Dad, I think Dad's yeah. going to coach him. Yeah. So but, either but, that or they're going to have a ghost. A ghostwriter where they just talk yeah, about it and like, then, like, they pitch the idea to him. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they might do something like I think, that. I think it was his son's idea to do a Spider-Man story and his dad went, I have connections. I think we can get this done. Him and his son. His son has the pitch. JJ writes the entire thing. Yeah. They pitch it to Marvel. And since it was his son's pitch, they let him put his name on the book. Right. I think the biggest problem is that's, that, that's what I think it is. The biggest that's problem what, that comes out. Yeah. It but yeah. it's still nepotism. That's the biggest yeah. problem with the entire story, that it's completely nepotism. And how many comic book writers and creators... Spent years and years trying to get in? And, and he gets in at 21? He gets in at 21 without being tested. There are people that get in after years of, of going out there in the industry, yeah. and that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And you're supposed to earn your... You Donnie Cates took like four years to get a Marvel you, book. You earn your stripes out yeah. there. You you learn how to write a comic book. You learn what sells. You learn how to become a better writer. The bad, the big thing is, I see if if this... So if JJ's son, after this book comes out, gets a book that doesn't have his dad's name attached to it, I'm going to be super pissed off about it. Because then he's he got his foot into Marvel just because of his dad, and his dad dipped out immediately after. Yeah. That's him, like... That's JJ going... Hey, I'll I'll direct one of your Marvel movies if you let my son be a writer for like a year or two. Mm-hmm. Like that's shitty. I, I, it's so bad. I feel like that's what, what it. Co- I, mean, I don't. JJ's probably not like that. JJ's probably I've, from what I've heard from other people. JJ's one of the nicest guys ever. Yeah. Kevin Smith talks about it all the time on every single show ever. He's like, <laughs> JJ's the best. JJ's the best. So I don't think JJ has any like evil ulterior motives to it. Right. But you never know. There's always you that weird know. little There's switch. Always, yeah, right. and you know, you hope the kid's grateful. Yeah. Because like we were talking about Donny Cates and. You know, even guys like Kevin Smith. He better not be a dick about it. Yeah, he better not. If he goes, I wrote Spider-Man, have, I'm going to kill him. You, you can be <laughs> the nicest person in the world, but your kid can be a total asshole. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Exactly, so, yeah. You, like, and coming from, as a writer myself, and I've spoken to James yeah. about this before, writing a comic is actually harder than you it's think it is. Hard. It's super hard. You I have so many have, ideas, but we're talking about yeah. super hard. Why am I in everybody's project, by the way, when I'm... I've well, because I want to do one with you. I want to do one about myself, but I want to do one with you because it'd be fun. <laughs> it's Everyone my, my life's become, like, by that's the way. Because I was, I was, I was like, <laughs> You also okay. brought me up on Project Superpowers. Yeah, that's true. I so I can write, but I need an artist, and right. the artist and mm-hmm. I have to go right. So there's a whole head. Right, you had a whole... Like, we've talked... Me, me and you, Danny, talk about right. this at work. And you pitched me your story, we talked about it, and we're like, yeah, this is how... And I. I've talked to you about how Marvel wants people to get in, into comics. They want you to, excuse me, go out there and and put your book out with an artist and see what happens. The they want to find an artist. Well, what, what yeah, it is is Marvel has this is Marvel's criteria to be a writer for them. 
you have to, ha- you can't just, not like back in the 90s, where like, I want to be a writer, here's my pitches, and they're like, oh, that sounds cool. I wish it was back in the you day, know, dude. What they want <laughs> you to do is, they want you, and they want to see your writing style. So if mm-hmm. you're a writer, they want you to be they like, want you to do like this is, book, they want, yeah, or a dark horse book, book, or self-published. Yeah. And they want you to be like, your books can, they want you to go, all right, you've self-published, that's great. Then they want you to take a step further going, we want you to now, we want you to see, oh, cool, you can self-publish all day, and you can sell it to four shops. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything to them. It's good to have it on the list, but, but it's not what, what you want. do is then after that, you go from self-publishing to being either a dark horse, an image, a boom, an action labs, one of those little, not image on a little print. Yeah, but, but the, the smaller ones. N- not one love. of the big two. Yeah. And then they want to see if your name can sell. Mm-hmm. And they look at your numbers that you sold. Your pitch can be awesome, but your numbers can be the toilet. Yeah. And they'll be like, all right, cool, great. But it seems that we you love your can't pitch, but you got to sell. sell books. You got to be able to sell books, and clearly you have great ideas, but they don't translate well to stories. So we want you to now go back. So say you went through the process, you self-published. You went as a writer, you went, you got an artist to do yourself mm-hmm. a published book. Then you went to Image, and you worked on four titles over eight years at Image, and then you finally put your idea to Marvel, and Marvel's like, great. We don't want your idea, but we like that you sell, so we want you to on our staff, so not full time. Yeah, here's the book you but get. But here is yeah. the book you get. Guess what? You're writing whatever. I feel like Tinny Howard got stuck with that at first. She probably had a bunch of ideas, and then they were like, because her first book for Marvel as the official exclusivity deal mm-hmm. is uh, Thanos, and then right. Death's Head. Right. Those are her two books that she got out of the gate when she went yeah, right and with one I of think them, she wrote one or two prior. Yeah, she's wrote but, she's written yeah. stuff for them. But that was when she signed her exclusive deal. They were like, you get Thanos and you get Death's Head. Right. I, think, I don't know the intricacies. Maybe she really loves Death's Head. Maybe yeah, she that may Death's be that may be her. But Thanos was given to her basically immediately. That'd be like you going into Marvel and them going, here, you're writing whatever. You're writing a, a story in a couple of annuals in the beginning mm-hmm. to get your name out there for yeah. us. And then... That's what you did. Exactly. That's what they all do. And then you'll be getting... What your dream project is, like, hers might be Death's Head. Mine's Howard the Duck. Yeah, exactly. Give me Howard the Duck. They might be like, I write 20 years of Howard the Duck. I know. Every week we talk about this freaking duck. I know. I'm going to talk about it today. He's in my book. Is he really? Yeah, Yeah, I'm excited. We'll get to that point. But yeah, so that's what they do. They go, and they're here. Here's your book. There you go. And you know he's going to be in Marvel 1000. Exactly. But yeah, so I guess we'll go on from that because I guess we're all mad with this. So we'll go. I'm I'm happy that there's a new Spider-Man book. I'm happy that JJ's doing comics. I'm not happy that they have an untested writer. That's Mm. my big thing. I guess we'll go from that, (laughs) from our rant about how the comic book industry actually works. More on that next week. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Go from there to some TV news. Danny, you want to take that? So, how many of you are fans of Deadly Class? I am. All right, not everybody jump at once because these two don't count. Anybody out there? (laughs) I said boom. (laughs) So earlier this year, Sci-Fi had brought on Deadly Class. And, you know, Rick Remender was writing it and whatnot. And it it was a really good show. So now that Sci-Fi has dropped them, boo. Boo. um, Here's a follow-up from a couple weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um... Nobody wants to give Deadly Class a home. No. So, um, Danny, and you give it a home. Start your own network. I should. Give it a home. Yeah. Damn TV. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Let's go. So we gave it for Deadly Class. Game of Thrones Deadly Class. Coming up next. And six, Swamp Thing. Yeah, and Swamp Thing. It's going to be whatever networks don't want. <laughs> Followed by a six hour marathon of Mama's Family. <laughs> <laughs> that and Simpsons. And the Simpsons. 
the next four shows. Hey, those shows sell. And they all sell. They're all syndicating. They and all sell. And all of the commercials in between, I'll just be talking about how with the duck. Oh, please. Give me that. Give me it. Oh, God. Sign me up. I'm in. So, yeah. So I'm surprised I... nobody picked it up. So, here, here's my thing. Right. So, Rip Remender says good. Like, I'm glad it didn't get a home. Mm-hmm. Any other writer, director, producer would have been like, dude, really? Yeah. I worked so hard on this. But I can see the point where he's coming from, and I'm actually not even that upset right. that it's not coming back because, and I, I'm pretty sure I've talked about this before, but I'm a firm believer of the book over the show. Okay. And I think that the comic for Deadly Class, the comic... Just the way everything flows and the way the artwork is and the way the characters are, the show was good, but if you read the comic, it was it was like you were just watching the show because you were obligated to. Mm. Because it was on every week. See, I felt op- I feel similar to you about the whole books are kind of always better than the television show. Why and I, I feel that way only because it's really one major reason. A book can do whatever you want. Right. It, you have unlimited budget, pretty much. The TV, I like the show, but you could only do so much. You could right. only cover so much. You could only show so much. And I liked the show. It was a different take. It was uh, good, right? It was a different take on it. I liked it. Yeah. But I think the what was the nail in the coffin for Deadly Class was you put it on Wednesday nights at 10 o'clock. Not a good time slot. It's an sci-fi. awful, awful no, time terrible. slot. It's anything past 8 o'clock. For sci-fi, eight sci-fi, eight. it has to be either really late in the, like, like, 12, 12 a.m., 1 a.m. because of the stoners, and then yeah. the weekend. <laughs> That's what it yeah. should have definitely, definitely been a Friday night show. You know, something to look forward to to start your weekend. Yeah. Well, it's Monday because a lot of the Monday slots are pretty good. Monday slots are bad yeah. for media because of football. Really? Yeah, Monday football, night fo- Monday, Monday night football, Monday Sundays night football, and Mondays, Mondays come the fall. But, but once yeah. the football, yeah, but once football no. season's over, yeah, but you got it. Yeah, but you're perfect right, timing, but, and you want to continue on. You're right, though. Yeah, especially when like shows like. Drop because neither do I. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> I watch baseball. I watch sports. <laughs> sports. 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 Um, I like sports. Yeah. Ball. I like well. sports. But but you're right, Danny. Um, you slam dunk the hockey puck into the goalpost. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Well, ah, yeah. Gross. But you're right, Danny. I think Jesus did that once. <laughs> oh no! I'm pretty sure. Edit that out. Slam dunk Jesus. I'd write that book. Stop you don't both. Slam dunk Jesus. I'm just saying. I'm. Anyway, so off topic. I, so, you know, but you're right. Though. I, I, I think, I think a lot of people felt obligated to watch the show to because they were fans of the book. Yeah, and they wanted the show to see even the finale. I remember Remender tweeting about the finale, yeah. going, "If this gets whatever views, they'll automatically renew us for another season." Right. I'm like, I was leaving work. It was nine something. I was leaving work. I got home. I had my DVR. I was like, all right, I want to start watching this. It was like 10 o'clock at night. I was like, no and one's up that late. No, but you know <laughs> yeah, what? A lot of people are up that yeah. late. I know. No, but not, like, not when you're in your 30s. Right. Yeah. Let's be honest. Let's but, be honest. If, if me and Hunter didn't work at the shop and we had adult jobs like you, Danny, yeah. we'd be in bed by 10 o'clock. I'd be out at like 8.30. Yeah, I'm in, yeah I'm in my room. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in bed by 10.30, 11 o'clock the latest. Because normally I'm staying up to watch something because I feel like I have to stay up. The latest nights I stay up are the nights I edit the podcast because I stay up till like 1 a.m. to finish it up for the next day. 
But other than that, I'm in bed by like 11. Yeah. I'm 21 and I'm in bed by 11. I'm done. I'm like an old man. You know, when you have those work and school obligations mm-hmm. that oh, you really work your ass off for, mm-hmm. it's it's a lot. Like, yeah. like I mean, I finished my comics on Sunday from last week. See, that's the thing. You know, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know, you get, and I try to stay on top of everything, but like, I just finished, or I have one more episode left of Game of Thrones. That's why right. I like the show. And I'm like, yeah. I like getting, you know, like, usually I get like one book that I read personally yeah. for the show, so then I at least read one book a week, even if I'm bar- far behind. Yeah. Like last week I did uh, Teen Titans. Yeah. That was on my list to read, and I was like, sweet, I did that. Now yeah. I don't have to read it later. There you go. So, and this is also on my list of book I'm reading today. Well, that's the thing. I, I, I think a lot of it was just obligation. And you're right, Danny. 100%. I agree with you. It was obligation. And, and that obligation feels short when you have comic book fans that are either going to school. It was aired during the fall. Yeah, yeah. it was a weird one. It was, it was so... January. It was January no, 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 to it... March. Yeah, it was January to March. Yeah, yeah I, thought it was January... last... I thought it started in last November. No, it was January to March. Yeah, you're right. Because... Oh, yeah, 116. It says in the poster. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Right yeah. There. <laughs> <laughs> Good point, Alan. <laughs> 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 poster in the little studio. Um, uh, but yeah, you're right. So you know, it was, yeah, it was January through March, which is a, not a bad time for TV. It's it, not, and it went right into Happy. Yeah, you know, as yeah. Happy succeeded it, um, which is another show that's trying to. That's kind of still home, being shopped around. They haven't said anything yet. Um, if anything, Netflix will probably pick that up. You know, with the season finale so, so with Deadly Class, I wasn't too happy with it. I don't remember I'm what happened. I'm not going to lie. I don't watch it. I, <laughs> I don't remember. I'm not going to ruin it for any of you who yeah, haven't we'll seen it that, yet. Yeah. You know, but I'm just I'm just going to put it this way. When I read Deadly Class, I read it in trade, and I kept buying trade after trade. You can ask James, because mm-hmm. every single week, that's what I yeah. did. And to me, looking forward to flipping that next page was so much more exciting than looking forward to the following week to that's watch it. That's why I love Descender. Yeah. December, so, every time I pick up a graphic novel or birthright, I'm like, wait, next page, next page, next page. Oh, so yeah. I'm going to buy the next graphic yeah. novel together. And, you know, a lot of these shows that are coming out now that are based off of independent shows or uh, comics, excuse me, yeah. or even the movies that come out, you know, a lot of this stuff does bother me, but I have to remember that there's budgets involved and... And, and they also whatnot. need to present it to the normies. Right. <laughs> People like, that... comic book it's fans general watch audience. it because it's... Yeah. It's yeah. everything's general audience. Yeah. They just actually announced, um, Chris was talking about it when he was at the store, Garnett. Yeah. He uh, was flipping through previews, and a Frank Miller graphic novel that just came out, yeah. or is coming out, is already getting pitched to Netflix, and they yeah. already picked it up. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's weird that, like, we can they can do a graphic novel that's not even hit the stores yet, and yeah. it's already got a show coming out. Like, Mark Millar's stuff. Sharky was announced alongside its Netflix yeah. show. I Bounty mean, the, Hunter? Yeah. yeah. Sharky Bounty Hunter, yeah. yeah. They said it's coming to Netflix, and on the back of every... Page is the Netflix logo. Yeah, and I thought I'm uh, just kind of like seriously. I mean, it's a really good story. I love it. Yeah, but I've heard it's good. I, just, I haven't read it yet. I was just so weird to pick it up. I'm like, this is Netflix, and you were like, yup. I was like, it's all right. Like, now that I think about it, Gideon Falls is getting a show. That that I mean, that's well deserved. And that yeah, is exactly. well deserved well because deserved. that book really is, is phenomenal. But as I'm getting deeper, Sweet because is getting an animated show. That's cool. Now Jeff that's cool. TV. Now it's going on issue. I think it's fourteen. 14? Is the newest one. Mm-hmm. Fourteen. So last fifteen week. is yeah. going to be. And it just... Ice Cream Man got one too, really early on. Yes. Ice Cream Man and Jeff uh, and uh, Gideon Falls got it after like seven issues were released. They're like, here's a show. Oh, Gideon Falls got it before the first book dropped. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I thought it was after issue oh, six. Oh, before the first book dropped, they and net it was it Amazon or Netflix? Netflix. Netflix announced wow. that they well, were. Netflix doing has been trying to scoop show. a lot of comic book yeah. stuff because yeah. Umbrella Academy did so well for them. Yeah. 
So hopefully they do get happy or Swamp Thing or maybe Deadly yeah. Class yeah. if Rick Remender tries to shop it around again for a second time. We'll see where it goes. I mean, we'll see where it goes. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We're going to go from the big screen to the small stage. <laughs> I weird, had to. Weird transition. I had okay. to. I had to do a segue. Uh, Marvel announces a creator, uh, creator-owned three one-act plays to be used by high schools. Um, the, the three are Hammered. Great Alo- name. I know. Hammered. Hammered, Loki, and Thor play. Squirrel Girl goes to college. Weird one. And uh, Mirror of the of the Most Value, uh, which is a Miss Marvel. Okay, that's first of all, I can already think of the problem that's not politically correct with the hammered because people are going to be like, parents are going to go, oh my god, my kid's getting hammered. Yeah, yeah. Like, I could just know. think right now. But you know. well, most parents know about Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. So, yeah. so Tom Hiddleston. Those Even if they don't throw Loki, they know that. You're always going to have that one feminist, though. <laughs> I can't. I mean, I we're guess. You guys are going to miss me when I'm She like, said it, not me, okay? If I said so it, we'd be in trouble. trouble. She said it. I didn't say um, anything. But so what these plays are, they're... A school can actually buy them from Marvel, and Marvel will, allows them to... My definitely going to do it. There, there goes your school budget for the year. They're not bad. They're $75. Anybody. Oh, wow. Can, uh, yeah. We'll, we'll put one on. Me and you for Thor and Loki. Let's go. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll we'll, go to college again. Dude, audio, <laughs> dude, audio drama? We'll put one. Dude, I'm in. Oh, God. Buy a script, I'm in. Yeah, um... <laughs> bonus content. Oh, bonus no. Content. If you want bonus content for this... Yo, if you want us to do this, hit me and James up. We will for sure do this. Dude, tell us. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm that. percent down. I'll buy it. $75? If that's what the real price is? Uh-huh. I'll tell you what. I'll give you $10 towards it. If Boom. You we, already got, we already got an investment. I think... <laughs> you already have your GoFundMe <laughs> I'm pretty sure, hold on, I'm going to pull up, yeah, it is, I have the, so Sam, uh, Samuel French is the uh, company that you can buy it from. How much? Thor and Lucky Hammered. Thor and Lucky Hammered, let me see, I will request the license right now. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> We're doing it live, folks. <laughs> it's a, so it's a, uh, it's a short play comedy. Nice. One North, uh, one is the North God of Thunder, Master of Storm, Lord of the Living, Lightning. Two-man show? Nice. And the heir to the, th- the throne of Eternal Asgard, the other... Border of Forshine is now Norse God of Mischief, yet they are brothers. And together they are the mighty Thor and Loki. How much? Clutch I'm shipping. looking at it right now. So, the the cast size, you need nine males, six females, and five for any gender. Oh, that's a lot. Okay. Uh, I thought it was just too much. It's a 45-minute play. Dude, that's easy. Oh, 45, dude, I'm so 45 <laughs> minutes to 50 minutes. Dude, we can. Uh, I'll get all my friends. And you can get your friends, James. We got this. It's seventy five dollars. I'll narrate this. So it's seventy. Just, you're Odin. Yeah, I'll be Odin. Odin. There you go. Um, so minimum fee is seventy five dollars. Mm-hmm. Performance of of one Marvel spotlight place one hundred twenty five dollars for or more. Like if you get if you get more than one of them. Yeah, if you want to get like the package deal. Yeah, so uh, awesome. it's cool. They give you and literally they break it down by cast. Like comic book geek, a May doubles Loki, a Jock Thor. Male identifying, yearbook editor, and cosmic boy, Thor, and there's a whole it's a whole list of stuff. For later. Oh boy. Um, uh, I could just see this now. This is gonna be like it's everybody. always sunny in Philadelphia where Charlie wrote the play. Yes. <laughs> Alright, so the next play is the So the next play is Mirror So Jeez. So the next play is Mirror of the Most uh, of Most Value or Miss Marvel it's play. Kamala Khan, right? Yes. Okay. When it's, it's it's Camille's origin. When yeah. a strange terrorism mist descended upon Jersey City, Camilla Khan was imbued with polymorphic powers. Her life has changed forever, and so we so relies on friends and family. Um, I think this one is 
Say four, they're all forty five minutes, fifty minutes. Yo, no parent wants four to males, that eight than an four hour. males, eight females. Well, that's an easier one. That's an So how much candy do you have to sell to raise funds? Doesn't matter. Yo, I'll buy those candies at the uh, at the BJ's and just put them at the store. And be like, this one's me <laughs> and James doing a play for the podcast. Two dollars a candy bar. By the oh time all God. the candy sells, we'll have at least a hundred bucks. I think I don't know how many pieces of candy. The easiest one. That price up. The easiest one. Bucks. They said the, the easiest one to do and the most mature one out of them is Scargirl goes to college. Which is Majority? one? It's nah. one male, three females, fourteen any gender. Oh, that's a lot of people, though. Not yeah, really. you assume my that's gender. Like twenty people. So it's Doreen arrives at Empire State University, which is Spider Man's old uh, college, to make an, uh, to make new friends and protect them from supervillains by keeping her su- secret her superhero identity a secret. But when a beloved computer science professor suddenly disappears, can Doreen touch her friends? With her inner, with her inner squirrel, so she can save the day. You know what's great? If we actually put this on, we're not act, doing that. Voice acting credits. We're not doing that. <laughs> I'm not against this. You dude, you're Thor. I'm Loki. Or not the Doom's in this. I'm so in this play now. Oh, you're gonna be in the Squirrel, squirrel Girl one. Uh, so is Modok. Oh. We might do Squirrel Girl. Yo, we might be doing some Squirrel Girl, guys. <sighs> if you want us to do it, just hit us up. Tell us which one you want us to do. Hit us up on Twitter and Facebooks. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Leave a review we'll and say holding, do it. We'll hold auditions for the yeah, uh, right at the store. The people right at the store. Oh no, you'll probably people that. I don't want people showing up to my shift. Oh, they'll be our regulars. Yeah. Yo, let's get a. It might have. This will be an unpaid gig. Yes. So everybody knows. Hey, you'll get a you'll get a uh, voice acting credit. Oh, you know what? We still have all those detective comics pins from mm. Free Comic Book Day. You'll get, get a, a pin. Free, free pin. You get a free pin. Free pen and a bottle of water. <laughs> that <laughs> that you that's free. You gotta pay for that bottle of water. Pay for that. That's <laughs> a good tap water. What is this? Anyway, well, let's stop promoting ourselves. We, I want to do one. I oh. think it would be a cool passion project for us to do at one point. <laughs> oh god. But we'll, but we'll we'll wait. I'll look further into it. And I guess we'll go from. Uh, well, yes. Yeah, so it allows going back to before we got before we wrapped transition. up into the, the nuts. <laughs> uh, it does allow schools to introduce their kids to comic books in a, in a different way than just going. Here's a library. Go read. Go read. It's a cool way to take it. Especially, honestly, I think Marvel will make the most money. And I'm not even talking like, I am I don't think they're looking at a money-making thing, but I'm seeing no, it as a not. a cool, if you're a comic book reader and you you want to figure out if you're ahead of a drama department, you're like, you know what I can do? I can do comic book stuff. You know what's also cool? Here you you go. get some like uh, comic book readers who are like super sport. Like, I don't want to go back into high school stereotypes, but like, let's say yeah. the jocks hear about a Thor play, mm-hmm. one of the jocks might want to be Thor, and he mm-hmm. can experiment in acting, and then he could maybe do that instead of... Just that. It's just football, football or whatever. Something. Yeah, and yeah, it's, so cool. it's, it's cool. It's cool to have people from other walks of life be able to come in, like, because I'm wrong, there's a lot of drama geeks in high school. Yeah, of course. And I use geeks in a good way. Yeah. I was, I was one. Like, so am I. I was a so, bank geek. I was just a geek, period. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, having, like... Uh, a jock come in and do the Thor role. It might take away from one of the other guys who wanted to do it from the uh, acting stuff, but it'd be cool to have like someone from a different type yeah. of walk of life in high school because then you can make more friends that way and see. Yeah, like, it's a cool. It's a I cool think way, it's cool. especially because a lot of kids are exposed to these characters in movies and stuff like that. That even yeah. a school play throwing it like I wish that we would have this option in high school. Oh, I, I would have definitely done I it. I was never in any of the plays, but if they announced the Thor one or the Scroll Girl one, I would have been hundred percent in. Modok, hit me up. Get me on the chair. I'm doing drama. <laughs> they get up. I'm, just, I'm only doing it for this one play though. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll go from that. Which again, like I said, I think it was cool. Yeah. But we'll go from that to the last piece of, piece of news. 
which is DC is merging most of their imprint. Uh, so DC's getting rid of Vertigo. And more. But and more. Mostly Vertigo. But really it's Vertigo. And they're taking their imprints and they're merging them together into three different tiers. Uh, which they'll use to age gate their products. So the three tiers will be DC Kids, which are DC Inc. and Zoom. Which and- were just recently launched. Yes. Which is weird, but I understand merging them. Yeah, so it'll be DC Inc., DC Zoom, uh, anything that's Hanna-Barbera related, anything that's Looney Tunes related, will all, and anything that will be considered kids-only yeah, books, stuff, Teen Titans yeah. Go, anything will be considered uh, kids-only Teen books. Teen Titans Go got canceled after this. Yeah. Will be merged into DC Kids. Yeah. After that, you'll have your DC, ti- your regular DC Comics slash DC Universe stuff, which is all your in-canon main books. And then anything that's considered a mature adult, which are, are any of your Vertigo books and any of your Black Label books, will now just be called DC Black Label. I think they just wanted more titles under their Black Label. No, label. actually, <laughs> honestly, I think the big thing like, was... <laughs> no, uh, uh, the biggest no, thing... No, you have the real reason, I know. <laughs> and there is a big real reason. It is age-gating. Yeah. It's a way to, one... I had a whole customer with... I uh, had a whole talk Kids try to with pick up Vertigo today. books all the time. And that's what it is. And it's a way to age-gate their products so people can understand... Without slapping a big mature readers only. Yeah, boobies in here. Yeah, you know? like it's a way. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, it's true though. Like, no, I, I know. it's so true. So I had to talk with a customer today about it, and he said that he he feels like this would hurt Vertigo, or like you know those readers that were reading Vertigo. And honestly, I don't think that's the case. They're still gonna put Vertigo on the side, right? No, it would oh, be gone, and every not. title will have just everything that would have been DC. Vertigo, DC slash Vertigo would just be DC Black Label. Mm. And the thing, what helps it so much is that when you're a Vertigo reader, instead of just going DC Vertigo, you'll be like, I like this book, it says DC Black Label. Or, you know, you pull off the shelf and like, all right, cool, you know it's part of that. On the other side, if you're a new reader to comics and you want to read a book and you're like, I don't like superheroes, so I don't want to read Marvel DC, I don't want to read DC because it's all superheroes. Mm-hmm. And you can see that Black Label, you can go... No, that's not DC Canon. It's not superheroes. It's not yeah, stuff like Lucifer. Right. And you, yeah. High level Sandman. goddess mode. Right. You'll Sandman have... actually is untouched. Okay. Sandman is staying in its own mini imprint of Sandman Universe. Universe yeah. oh, so okay. there's three. There's four. Technically uh, three. Four. There's that's three. Still Neil Gaiman. Four. Right? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. He no, only it, did the the, the he prelude. The, the, he only okay. did, did the one prelude. So the three that aren't getting touched by this change of imprint are Young Animal, Jinx World, and Wonder Comics. All that, weird. No. It's not as weird as people are making it seem. They're making it seem like it's a big change. Wonder Comics is always in canon. Wonder Comics is in canon. It's yeah. in canon. It's just that he just wants... It's just a way it, for Bendis for, to have her a nice name like on it. like young adult readers. Yeah. It's a nice way to have her a nice banner title. That's all. Yeah. They're all in canon. Yeah. That's, that's also what separates them, the difference between the three labels. Yeah. And well, even World is just all Bendis stuff. Yes. But oh, we'll like separate... Right. That will separate everything that's going to be canon and not canon also. So anything that's not canon will either have the, the Jinx World, because the Jinx World doesn't have the DC label on it. Not that I know of off the top of my head without seeing it in front so. of me. The Jinx World just has the Jinx World label on it. Mm-hmm. So you know that's not canon. And the, Those are just all Bendis-owned creator types right. that yeah. he just brought over. Power, like, yeah. Them. It's going to be that. Uh, when you compare it to Wonder Comics, we'll, you'll have the DC label on it, which means, all right, that's canon to the DC Universe. It's reader-friendly for my young teenager, adults, yeah. my young adult. It's like us. It's like DC Inc., except for, like, kids older. 
Because I think Ink was for like 13 to 16. Right. So I think uh, this one's like 16 to 18. 18, yeah. Or... It's a way to do that, plus you're not being bogged down with canon. That's the difference between Ink and like regular Wonder Comics. There's some canon in Wonder Comics. No, all Wonder Comics are canon. Wonder Twins doesn't have a lot yeah, of canon. Yeah, oh, it is. It is. It just did you read the newest issue? I don't really think so. It, there is. The problem is there's, it, there's layover, but there's not a lot. Yeah, it's one of those... One of the Wonder Twins... Com, uh, Young Justice and Naomi have a lot more layover. Yes. And so does Dial H. Wonder Twins is the only one that doesn't have a lot of layover. As right. the ones I've checked Which is out. fine. Because Dial H is just its own separate... It's, just a, it's set in the DC Universe. Yeah. It's just... It's, just, it's, a, it's it, own thing. But Dial H has always been its own right. thing. Right. It's the same thing. Um, Wonder, Wonder Twins is the same way. The only thing I see that Wonder Twins makes it... The only thing that's not true... True? True canon? Mm-hmm. Is because of what they're doing. They're doing their old job that they did in the old show where they're like the monitors and the thing. So they're hanging out with the computer. They fight the League of Annoyance. Yeah. And that's and all it is. They, you see, like, Superman pop up and Batman And that's pop all up. it is. And that's what it's meant to be canon. Wonder but Comics, like, Young Justice, and right, they're Naomi, all, they cross. Yeah, it's all supposed to be canon books that aren't mature-level reading. Yeah, and then you have I Black Label, which will be mature-level yeah. reading. I'm not fighting you on that. So that's all it is. So that's really all it's Young Animal is... It's own thing. It's pop-up imprint. Yeah, it's pop-up The other ones aren't pop-ups. Right, in which we don't know what they're going to do now with this. They say it won't change, but again, it's... it's it could sh- also change after this... It change after this season of Young Animal. Yeah. Next season might just be Black Label. Yeah. Because they're not adult, but they're not kid-friendly. They're just not reader-friendly. You know what I think they should do? Like, if they're going to consider Looney... If they're going to consent, consider Looney Tunes a kid book, I think that they should make it a little bit more... Sorry. ...towards adults, because... This generation doesn't know what Looney Tunes is. Yeah. And I feel like if you're going to make that a kid's book and whatnot, like, Scooby-Doo, yeah, I understand, because that's still on the air, but, like, mm-hmm. they don't know what Looney Tunes is. Right. Looney Tunes, they're doing a new show this year. Yeah, they are. They announced that they're doing another, like, a kid's show for it. Yeah. Not, like, kids, but, like, how they did with the Looney Tunes show back in 2011, where yeah. Donald and Bugs share, like, a home and stuff. Yeah. They're doing another series kind of like that. Daffy, you know, what did I say? Donald. Donald. Wrong duck. I'm never... surprised you didn't say Howard. Oh, no. I could never mix up Howard the duck. <laughs> so I... we're going to go from that to our big top of the week, which is a... Big topic of the week! Uh, I feel like we should need music at this point. Uh, so... Big topic, big topic. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. So we're going to do a, a mini dive into the history of Vertigo. I'm just going to run through the a mini quick history of Vertigo. If you guys want a deep dive episode, let me know, and I will do one. We're working on that show. Don't worry. <laughs> <Dur>. <laughs> All right. So, founded in 1993 to do more adult and graphic stories that didn't fit into the comics at the time. It was developed by Karen Berger, who uh, brought in a bunch of new uh, UK writers uh, who she thought were more refreshing and had a different take on comics at the time. This is also known as the British Invasion. Uh, at the time, that's... Well, it is. It was called the British Invasion. That's coming up like Alan Moore really more... Uh, sorry, like Grant Morrison and Alan Moore doing mainstream books that weren't like just the DC stuff. That is outside of, uh, outside of like his Green Lantern stuff. The imprint launched with six titles, but they were all one-shots or miniseries at the time. So it was Shade the Changing Man, Sandman, Hellblazer... Doom Patrol and Swamp Thing. They were all one-shots or miniseries when they were Two launched. Two of those books are in uh, Young Animal. Yes, exactly. I was going to get to that. <laughs> um, that's fine. Uh, but at the time when they launched Vertigo, before it was actually an imprint, they were considered Vertigo books. The true first book to have the title of Vertigo with the Vertigo imprint was called Death, uh, High Cross of Living, which spun out of the Sandman universe stuff. That's awesome. 
as time went on, uh, Second Wave came, and then that's when we got Fables and Preacher and Transmetropolitan and, like, all the books that weren't them playing around with DC heroes. A lot, if you look at the early Vertigo stuff, they were all DC heroes at one time. So you got to play, they were, like, brand new stories that weren't DC canon, that were, they were, they were all create our own books. Then, fast forward, fast forward, uh, the line was relaunched a third time in the late 2010s. And that's with the start of the Sandman universe. Yeah, that's where it really started. And now they have again. The on the and top now of we're at the point where they're closing the books, and now they're merging into Black Label. So that was a super, super brief history of Vertigo. But I'm going to pass it on to my awesome two co-hosts to talk about some of their favorite Vertigo titles. Yeah, so Danny, yeah. well, before he got weird. What? Just going to throw that out me? there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's never going away. Ah, James, what's his name? The writer? Oh. Yeah, of the comic that I'm Oh, let me, about. yeah, give me one second. Well, I, the I forgot is, off the top of my head. I got it. The book is called Border Town. Oh. That was such a great book. And then he had to go mess everything up and touch people. Keep Eric, your hands to yourself. Eric Squivel. Yeah, that guy. Eric Squivel. You know, if you read that book, it was it was perfect. You know? It was great. And they just, he just... It's like, why? Like, he, he literally ruined it. Sexual assault allegation. Yeah. yeah. It's a whole, there's a whole, not even allegation. If you, re- yes, it's an allegation because we can't, it's, there's no trial or anything. But what happened, I'm not going to get into it for this episode. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Danny. No, it's fine. But what pisses me off so much is that he was a great writer and his story actually fit the times and he completely shit the bed for well, the it. The book wasn't canceled. The creative team left and then the DC was like... How it went nah. down was he got <laughs> accused of sexual assault and their artists were like, we don't want to work with you. They were like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> so go ahead, Danny. Sorry. I got super hyped. I... I'm not going to lie, because I read it so long ago, I kind of remember what the book was about, but I do remember falling in love with it. It took place, I think it was in Arizona? New, New Mexico. Texas? New Mexico. Yep. I should have known that because I used to live there. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure it was New Mexico. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure it's New Mexico. New Mexico, but one of those... Or South, Texas. It's South, Southwest. Everyone, Southwestern. Everyone in your hometown is yelling at you. Yeah. In Spanish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and... <clears throat> I saw that face, James. It's like, oh, we're getting so trouble. Thanks, Danny, for your last episode. Dude, gets in trouble. All right, guys, show's canceled. <laughs> Danny got us in trouble. No I didn't line. do it. I have like some taquitos. Chaos. Okay. But yeah, it was. It was. I've never it got canceled. It. I think it was after five issues, four issues. I think it was four. Four. It was four. Yeah. So they got the first story arc done. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. They did a really good job. It's too. a the artwork, job. The artwork was great. Like, you know, and you had to touch people. Then he gone no diddled. Uh, just stop touching. Keep it, your it's hands like it's like when a kid goes into a bank and we have the little the little posters that tell you what the money market rate is and they have to touch it. Stop touching <laughs> things. Like, God damn it. <laughs> stop touching things. <laughs> uh, that's the whole thing. I I think, and I it, it was it was cool. And it's actually, I don't want to spiral into mine, so I'll skip mine for now. Hunter, you go. I really like Preacher. That's your number one. Yeah. That's my number one. I was, gonna, I was thinking about saying Hellblazer, but I'm gonna go Preacher just because the show gives it an added bonus. Because mm-hmm. also Hellblazer kind of he's Constantine now, and he's in the uh, yeah. DC stuff, so he's not really too heavy in the Vertigo stuff. But Preacher. Such a good book. Such a good show. Right. I, I'm sad that it got canceled after season three or four. 
They're done after like, one so. of the new ones. It was just so good. And I loved the stuff they did with the spin on, like, the Jesus preachy stuff. They didn't, like, shove it down your throat as much as you think they would for a title called Preacher. Yeah. And Jesse Custer is the worst kind of priest. <laughs> he is just... No, oof. he's not the worst, apparently. Well, he's not the worst, but the worst <laughs> one to get the powers. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta stop drinking at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'll cut it out. <laughs> you know, just, I love this, the art style was Steve Dillon. Yes. Yeah, and he yeah. passed away. Yeah, he passed away uh, recently. He passed away in the middle of his Punisher run two yeah. years ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. With Becky Cool. And, yeah. He did. Yeah. It, he it's. Did. He. It was just so good. I think they did. Nah, I want to say nine volumes. Correct me if I'm wrong. We uh, will. Someone yeah, will. Someone will. Fasties. <laughs> we can't keep saying them because we always say them. Someone else go. Yeah, that's so it's fine. Yeah. I, I guess I'll just go with my favorite. I don't really have a lot to talk about. I've only read the first couple volumes. I yeah. didn't finish it. That's why I was like nine, maybe. Uh, Sue, cool. I mean, I'm going to take your time, well, man. Because I'm, I'm a new reader to books, and I didn't read too much Vertigo. Right. I just picked so, up Preacher and Hellblazer. I mean, I'm taking two, then. <laughs> don't take two. Fine. I'll no, do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm the director, I guess. Um, you just give yourself titles. No, don't fight me on this. He's assistant to the regional manager. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. He's assistant to the regional manager. He's going to fight me on this. You know who the regional manager is? Hunter. Because I gave him that title. He's going to fight me on my titles. So, honestly, I'll pick my favorite early Vertigo book, and I'll pick my newer one I really liked. I really liked my first title I really liked was, and my first intro to Vertigo as a book was Lucifer. Great story. Awesome Great concept. Show. Yeah. Shows only a little bit. Um, the comic was so great. It was just like... It was like Dante's Inferno mixed with New Age ideas. And it was cool. It, it was it was very much that Lucifer bad boy image. But kind of going like, hey, everything you kind of read and know about me is kind of BS. And I'm not really evil. And it's just kind of introspective about good and evil in society. And the artwork was killer. And how cosmic beings work in the DC universe. And then after that, I sipped around Vertigo on and off. And then I fell in love recently with Hexwatch, which is only a six-issue miniseries. But very deserving of the Vertigo title. Um, they mm-hmm. were, yeah, oh my god, I was like, this is good. I only flipped through one or two issues. I was like, but there's four from the I think I new... went through the, the front, the first one. I was like, yeah, they're great. There's a lot of violence. And there's straight up full frontal nudity and sex. I'm in! That should be black label right there. And it that's why it's black. Been... That's why it's black label. Oh, now. that's right. This Remember now, this whole topic is about them becoming black label. Stay with us, Dan. It's your last. I'm episode. trying to stay. It's... <laughs> My foot fell asleep. <laughs> but uh, that's the whole thing. I think I guess what was so cool. It was uh, it was like if you took Charms or if you took Sabrina and you amped it up to rate it all. If you had like H- if HBO came in and was like, and did Sabrina? We want you, Sabrina. <laughs> And we're going to change. She's going to be a hard eighteen in that series. That now. sounds <laughs> like HBO in the nineties. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Porn. And they were like, oh. "Yo, Skinamax." Yes, I remember words. <laughs> it literally, I wasn't around for that. But it's I know. literally, if HBO oh. was like, "Yo, I want to write Sabrina," and that's how it went down. It was like if they pitched us to Sabrina, it was like, "Yo, she'll be eighteen year old college student," and there'd be this naked old lady, and they have blood magic, and they have sex with each other a lot. Okay, but I mean, I'm just being facetious about as basic as that sounds, but a lot of the book is really cool. It's a, very, a 62 miniseries. 
And then they're doing things like goddess mode and high level goddess mode is dope. It's like Sailor Moon mixed with like cyberpunk stuff. But yeah, I think that's the my favorite Vertigo title. I I, I do want to see what they're going to do now. I guess we we all copied our favorite Virgo titles, right? I think they should do Constantine in a black label. Which I don't want that, though. You don't want that? It's not. So, remember last week when we talked about we it did. with Superman yeah. Year One? Right. Now that they're changing the definition of what black label means, mm-hmm. that's not going to be canon books and stuff like that, I would rather them just do a mature Constantine book then. And if you're going to do it not canon... Of, every Constantine book is kind of mature. Right. Even for I mean, DC standards. But yeah. I mean, what we talked about this last week, and I feel like we talked about Black Label often because it's constant news the about it. The last three weeks, at minimum, yeah. have been Black Label, Black Label, Black Label. Because there's, there's been news about it all the time. Well, and I, it's the new big thing that DC's pushing. It's big. I think it's just, I think it's just how it works. But you're right. They Go just... Ahead, no, they just... It ha- I... It has to be like how Batman Damn Number One was, mm-hmm. not the whole Batwang scenario. <laughs> you know, you want to have that. That's can fine. we Let's not just... do an episode talking about penis? No, yeah, it's not. Justin I'm just you saying. Out. <laughs> 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 My friend was listening to the podcast the other day. I he came up to, uh, one of the days you weren't available. I went upstairs, I was at my, I came out of my apartment, and he's sitting on the couch upstairs, and he's like, you guys talk about penis a lot in your show. <laughs> <laughs> Just the one episode, I think. No! Apparently, it's more than what we think. <laughs> really? Yes. I don't think so. If I liked the way my voice actually sounded, I would probably listen to the podcast. <laughs> <but> <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I hate it, but I forced myself. I just yeah, I, I got it. I was too. Um, but oh, wait, hold on. I just lost my whole train of thought. <laughs> well, what were we talking Battle about? Wings. Oh, Bat wings. Yeah. So like when <laughs> when Tam, son of a nutcracker, when Batman Damn Number One came out, I was like, wow. I was like, DC is gonna go in this different direction, and then they're gonna have Superman and whatnot come out and. And you know what? I I love the first stand. I mean, yeah. I like the second one too. The third one, I didn't read it yet, but we're talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie to you. When I actually sat down the other day to read Superman Year One, I was so like, funny. "It's good, but that story should have been shorter than what it was." Yeah, that's true. Year One, yeah, definitely should have been a little bit shorter. Yeah, but I, but. It, <sighs> We talked about it last time. We'll see how. Yeah, it goes. we'll see how. It goes. I'll, 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 issue three, we'll get back to you. But, yeah, we will. <laughs> you know, we will. All right, so I guess we'll go from that. That are our favorite Virgo titles, and I guess we'll end with some. Uh, since Danny here starts talking about some Batman Dan, we're going right into my review. Book review. Oh, book, book review. review. Book we just need music, by the way. Fine, Hunter, our editor. Here. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Yes, you will. You will do it for me. It's a lot harder than you think it is. I know it is. <laughs> We're going to do our, our book review. So I'll start off since we are on the topic of uh, Batman Damned and Black Label. We can't stop talking about Black Label. Uh, we can't. <laughs> Hopefully this will be the last week for a while where we talk about Black Label. Unless Don't something... jinx it. I know. I feel like tomorrow I'll be like, and Black Label has a hundred books. Black Label dance. Green Lantern. <gasps> oh, <laughs> oh my God. Don't even because I'm dying for it. No. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to jump into Black Label. Batman Damned, issue three. It's the final issue of the series. Drawn by... Uh, it's written by Azarello and drawn by Bermejo. Or, again, you can't say enough about the artwork for the story. It's gorgeous. Oh, absolutely. It's gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. The haunting scenes in it, the gothic aesthetic, it's fantastic. Bermejo brings that all that to life. It really does look like a painting. Story-wise, 
we you know we talked about issue one, and all we do is talk about really about one scene. No one really, talks about issue two. I know one. Everybody does. talks about issue one, and I was like, "That's I issue do. Two. I like issue two. But Etrigan's a rapper. Etrigan's a rapper. Yes, yes. that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, he is. That's like yo. If they did that, if they made a book a spin out of Batman Dan about Etrigan being a rapper, I'd buy it. <laughs> Etrigan the rapper. I absolutely buy that book. But anyway, um, the whole thing. The demon, because he spits straight fire. <laughs> 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 I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Oh, um, you got one. Yeah, finally. I got a compliment from Jane. I know it's hard, man. So story wise, there is a massive twist in the end of the book that goes back to issue one. And why does that demon girl that's chasing him around? I will not spoil the ending for this because now it's our book of the week. But I would do say if you kind of want a rap, it's a cool. It's like a Shyamalanian. Twist. Yeah, like, it you is. You don't see it coming. You it's don't. Like, you don't see it coming at all. I think the biggest thing about this book, I kind of my my biggest negative about the book one. I think it needed more than three issues. Honestly, I've read all three. I think it needed at least six, just to flesh out some of the stuff. Or just do four. Yeah, something. I feel like there's something missing. The story. Black label books, for what they've just announced recently, are only three issues basically. No, we talked about this last week when we talked about Black Label. Well, Curse of the White Knight is eight. Is eight, and so is. Uh, the first White Knight. Twelve. Yeah, yeah, it was a twelve. And there's issue. another book. All the other books besides yeah, but everything else is three. No, most of them are going to be more than that now. Well, now they are. Yeah, yeah. But the three they just announced. Harleen is only three. We we'll back. And... We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. But honestly, like I said, I think this being the first three of the of them, mm-hmm. I think this needed to be flushed out more because you're dealing with a mystery. The twist pays off. The twist pays off very well at the end. But I still think like it still need to be a little bit longer to flush out some stuff because it does feel rushed. Um, my favorite moment is a massive swamp thing um, spread page in here. It's <laughs> fantastic, and awesome. and Bermejo's art is gorgeous. Yeah, it's gorgeous. But honestly, so I'm going to give two ratings: one as a series overall, and one as That's a a, a, good a, a three a three issue. The issue three itself, I'll give it a four out of five. Like I said, I still it's cool on its own. The twist ending makes up for it, but it's not perfect. It kind of you it does rely on knowing a lot across the station, so you have to read the, the rest. But as a standalone, as an ending, it's cool. It's all right. A series of all, I'll still give it a four. I'll give it like three and a half out of five overall. Too short. It's too short. It's too short. It's too short. I don't like the magazine size. I that's feel the biggest thing. That's other. You gotta stop talking about that. I, I wish I could. <laughs> I wish I could. Because you know what it is? I would be more willing to buy stuff if they weren't this size. Mm-hmm. I would buy Superman Year One all day. If all it day. Because I would be able to. Because that's the thing. That's why like, I got uh, Last Night on Earth because right. they made a regular size. Right. Yeah. It's exactly. Still, it's made of the same paper stock and it's still as lengthy as yep. a da- as a black. Oh God. Superman as and, the, and as damn the, as the yeah. Ones, yeah, but it's not magazines, right? Size, which so is I awesome. think that's the thing. I think it's the the negatives of the of the series overall was, I think it was it's a cool concept to explore. It's an alternate reality. It's it alternate the Earth. First Black Label they did it is first. Well, Black the first uh, that was, yeah, was the first yeah, one. Yeah, I like the concept that's an alternate reality. It's that Joker, you know, the mystery of the Joker being dead and this whole thing, and and the big twist ending at the end. I love all that. I feel like it's not it's a the story itself, being condensed in three issues, was not enough time to for for Azavella to tell the story he wanted. I think 
an issue or two more would have been better. Like a five issue? Like five, anyway, like four, even... I think Black Label five, up it to five, five issues. Yeah, it's cool. But like I said, I'll give it three up and a half. five issues, shrink it to regular size, size and that would have been... Yeah, and that would have been five out of five. Yeah. Like I said, like just a little bit more for the story. Because again, like... Because you go from one and then two is super rushed. Because it... I think there were... One was... They're testing out. All plot. Layout. Two is rushed. And then three is like, here's the end. And it was... If this was written in a three-act play, I can understand. Yeah. Going on, this is act one, and that's issue one. Act two is this, and then act three is this. But it's not enough time. None of it's, it, it pays off at the end. Yeah. But it very act two... It, that's what is, Superman is. is issue two. Still leading up to be. Superman, it seems like it's going to be three acts. Kid, adult, Superman. Right. So, uh, so like I said, Black Label, uh, Batman Damned, issue three, I'm giving it four out of five. Batman Damned as an overall series, I'll give it three and a half out of five. Okay, that's not bad. Yep. So I'll pass it off to Danny. All right. So final book review until you're a guest, final maybe. Book review until 2020. <laughs> Ooh, don't no, say that. Just kidding. <laughs> no, bad. you know what? I'll come back when Mister Miracle comes back. Because it'll be a miracle. No? <laughs> no. Or when Moon Knight comes out. Just kidding. Oh my god, Moon Knight annual number one. You can count me in for that. Yeah? We'll, we'll, just, we'll yeah. just we'll call you on the phone Sometimes. and ask you about that one. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm on my yacht in yeah, exactly. San Francisco. Because Marvel's texting you. Yeah, that's <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm doing that book with that kid, J.J. Abrams' kid. Wait, 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 Henry Abrams? You and Henry Abrams Henry are going out Abrams. and making money. <laughs> yeah, right. Money. <laughs> So, I did Deadly Class, which is written by Rick Remender, and Cr- what's Craig's first Craig name? West. Wes Craig. Oh, I yeah, sorry. I, I, I Craig West, no. Who's the artist. So, they're back in um, King's Dominion, and they're all talking about who's going to be the new valedictorian. And Shabnam, who's the leader of the, uh, with Brandy and all of them, is... Um, I'm trying to think of the name that they call themselves, and I can't think of it. But, you know, they're all worried about who's going to be the valedictorian, and they're now trying to kill Marcus. But they've been trying to kill Marcus for the longest time. Um, So what's your favorite moment of the book? uh, I think it has to be when Shabnam gets pissed off, because (laughs) he just looks so cartoony. It's hysterical. (laughs) I love how that's your favorite moment in the entire book series. Because someone looks book. like a cartoon. <laughs> I, it ju- I mean, yeah, even though it's written and, you know, like cartoon, but still, like, I, you know. Overall, I think the artwork in it is really good because it really shows the expressions of the, the characters' faces really well. And um, Yeah, Craig's always been good at that. Yeah, he's yeah. always, especially it's very 80s and it takes place in the 80s, so it's even better. I love those stories. Oh, it's great. So, I mean, I would probably give it a four out of five. Four or five? So four what's your five. what's your negatives on the book? I, I clearly don't know, it's not perfect. I don't, because I don't know where what, what else they're going to be doing with this. I don't know if they're going to end this series or if they're going to continue to introduce new characters. Right. Because, as we all know, if we've read Deadly Class, with spoiler alert, their, their final project is a massive killing. And, you know, it's either you're going to start killing these people off even more and introducing new characters or, you know, and it's just, it just brings back to... This book seems like it's going to be like a 50 yeah. and then it's done. Like once it yeah. hits issue 50, like the last 10 issues are going to be the, uh, the last five maybe are going to be the final project. Kind of like Skybound did with Outcast. Like right. after 48 mm-hmm. issues, Outcast is going to be done. But, mm-hmm. you know, so 
I don't know. But I mean, I like it. It's a great read. I would definitely pick it up. You know, especially if you've read the book or if you watch the show and you want to get into the comic, I would recommend you starting from the beginning. This is one of the books I uh, regret not picking up when it first came out. Yeah. So you have to definitely start from the beginning. But if you are somebody who's read Deadly Class and then stopped for a while, I would definitely recommend you pick it up now. Cool. All right, Hunter, you want to bring this? Uh, Hell yeah. Before we do our big one. The, so I read The Spider-Man Annual Presents Peter Porker, The Spectacular Spider-Ham. Yay! And goddamn is it good. Oh, God. It brings yeah. in so much. It's written by, oh, man, there's three writers. You're going to get me chalked up. Jason Latour. One of these stories is done by David LaFuente. And then we got another one. Go find it. It's in the back. Really digging this theme song. Just saying. I wrote it myself. (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) He's probably going to cut all this, so who cares? Uh, Oh, it's written. Oh, dude. Phil Lord and Christian Miller. That's why I love this one so much. Phil Lord, Christian Miller, and Jason Latour. And it was drawn by Jason Latour. Cool. So that was the final story. There's two or three in here. It's really good. I love when they focus on Spider-Man characters that aren't Peter. Yeah. Right. Even though this is technically a Peter. This <laughs> is not the Peter Parker. It's yes. Peter Parker. It's got a lot of puns, comedy, animal humor. It's great. I love seeing all the animal mixtures like Doctor mm. Doom and Meowl's Morales. I'm just thinking, Spider-Gwen. There's that one character with the cigar and wears a tie. Don't, don't, don't let him is, do this. We're getting there. We're is getting there. He... Don't worry. <sighs> He's here. <laughs> Can we go an episode without talking about How the Duck, please? Never. Give my one request. If we get an episode that you don't talk about DC Black Label all the time, then yes. <laughs> I feel like we go home tonight and like look up stuff for next week. Like, ah, crap, Black Label. So I have two favorite moments in this. Like, all right, man, it's all one you One of them is in the Spider Ham Board Again story, which is by Latour. There's a Bojack Horseman Easter egg. Ugh. It's called Bucky Barnes Horseman. And it's just Bucky. He's a horse. It's hilarious. It's just, you know, and a quick one. And then my man Howard the Duck makes an appearance. And, oh, it's so good. He, him and Peter, uh, yeah, him and Porker just have a drink at a bar and just hang out. And that's it. How can you not love Howard the Duck just getting a drink with a pig dressed like a spider? Oh, I can't with these. When things. I was reading this, I was reading yeah, it. actually as, sounds really cool. When I was yeah, reading it, I was admit. reading it as yeah, uh, John Mulaney, the voice. Yes, is all I there's, hear now. There's a moment where uh, he picks out uh, one of the hammers that John Mulaney pulls out when he's fighting Scorpion. Yeah. It was cool. Another good moment is when Peter Porker flies in with an umbrella. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just so stupid. I love it. I cannot wait to read that. I love Spider, <laughs> I love Spider-Man books that... Especially when they go with Spider Ham, where they just go off the walls craziness. There's a character that they introduce in here who is too funny to spoil. You guys got to go pick it up. Yeah, it's just it's so good. Uh, downside well, is I wish there was more. I wish they did. I wish the stories were a little more focused on the world, like the third one is, rather than just Peter Parker. Don't get me wrong, I love Spider Ham. Right. But flesh out his world a little bit more. I mean, because he is from the multiverse, yeah, and they, I feel they've like, done it before yeah, in other He had books. his own solo book for a while. Yes, he did. And now they have the movie. I really hope that they use, like if this sells well, I really hope they do like a six issue or a five issue mini. I can see them do it. I can definitely see them do that. Especially with the uh, the hype of the movies. That's like, very true. And he's, he's always a lovable character in the Spider-Geddon, Spider-Verse, and Web Warriors books. He's always in those and he's great. Yeah. He, his tie to uh, Spider-Gwen is really nice, like, Character building moment for yeah. both of them. 
So it's always really cool to see more Spider-Ham. Uh, more stuff I didn't like. Sorry, too so too much you... puns, I think. Oh my god! Too, no, you really? can never have too many puns. No, no, you have everyone saying that. I can't believe that. No, it's too much puns. Don't get me wrong. I love puns. I hate puns. My buddy Connor loves puns way more than I do. He would love this. I don't like puns as much as he does, but I love puns, as we've heard from what is it, seven, eight episodes. Of the yeah. Podcast. But there's just too many. Because it kind of throws off the style of writing that they're going with. Because, like, they're trying to tell a story, and then all of a sudden they'll throw in, like, a weird pun. And I'm like, ah, I get it. But, like, don't. Overall, probably. A f- Howard was in it. Howard's in it four or five. <laughs> I can't, I, no book is perfect, in my opinion. There's That's no fine. perfect. Like, we give it, like, War of the Realms. One I, gave five. Her, I gave my book last week a five out of five. Yeah, and it was Power Rangers. Yeah, absolutely. There was a book. I think it was War of the Realms where we gave it five out of five. Yes. Honestly, no book is perfect. No book's perfect. You could always find something wrong with it, and I think mm. that's what... You that's know. your your thing, your biggest that, thing that took thing. you out of it. Too many puns because it takes you out of the storytelling. Because they're trying to tell like this one story with this, and then all of a sudden, like the the Bucky Barnes thing. As much as I like it, it throws off the story a tiny bit because they're like, oh, because it was just a weird thing to throw in there. Yeah, he's sitting there flipping through channels, and he pulls up a the Borjack Horseman show, and it's Bucky just going, "Who's Bucky?" Yeah, it's just a weird. I liked it, but it did take away from the story. All right, which I didn't like. All right, so I guess with Hunter's preview wrapped up, we're going to jump into our store book of the week. Wolverine, Hunter, you want to cover it? Exit wounds. I'm not going to cover them. I'm just going to tell I mean, you yes. Letters. You want to run out of the list of people on this book? There's a bunch. There's three stories. The first one is called Red in Tooth and Claw. It is written by Larry Hama and drawn by Scott Eaton. Two is called Aftermath, which is written by Chris Claremont, and the art is done by Salvador Larocca. And the third one is called Logan. It is written and drawn by Sam Keith. It's four stories. No, there's not. There's three. Oh, that's, that's one, it. Two, three. Yeah, that's what it is. I thought it was four. <laughs> Don't try to correct me. <laughs> correct you now. All right, you want to start this off, Hunter? I liked story three a lot. It was okay. pretty cool. It was him fighting Venom. Yeah, Sam Keith one. Yeah, Sam yeah. Keith one. That was yeah. my favorite, too. That's your favorite? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the cover that we have with us is the Sam, Sam Keith, Keith cover, yep. and it's the exact art, and I love that kind of style. It, looks, it reminds me of old samurai things. Like, Yusagi yeah. came out yeah. last week, and that was mm-hmm. very reminiscent of that artwork, and I do like it. The story, I think, is the lesser of them. Why do you say that? Because it's just him fighting Venom, and there's not really a lot of story going on. That's, and that's the, fair. But I do like just... I always like it when Wolverine and Venom scuffle. That's fair. Uh, Alright, Danny, what's your favorite... Uh, of the three stories, what's your favorite? Well, the Venom one was right, definitely so, my favorite. Alright, so we're back to you that. You know, I really like the artwork in it, too. And I also like the fact that Wolverine's back in the old brown. Well, he's been back since Uncanny. They did that on I know, but I, I'm just saying, I, I just, I, I love it so much. You know, <laughs> it's my favorite costume. And I also, actually, my favorite um, piece in, which I can't believe I went to it as soon as I <laughs> went, uh, flipped the book open, but the one where uh, Venom and Wolverine are like fighting, and Venom grabs something from Wolverine. I just love this picture of Venom. I just think he looks so cool. My only downside to that story is the, uh, besides the lack of story, is the artwork in the background. They're just fighting on a white page, basically. Yeah, they are. But it works for Sam Keith's style, but it's just kind of weird compared to the other two stories, which we'll get to. It gets like this point where Venom's tongue gets a little weird. Like, I know he does a lot of things with his tongue, but it just looks like a little awkward. That's fair. I I mean, that's, that's, that's his art style, though. Yeah. So what's your favorite moment of the book? I don't know. I really just like the fact that Wolverine and Venom fight. 
that's a big I, draw for me. That's the entire thing. I know, but I that's what I like. I can't. Wolverine and Venom fighting is such a great combination. Yeah, because there was that one, I think it was in the Venom annual, where Wolverine's like, what's your name? Ooze? Goo? Like, <laughs> what are you, a goo? What are you? <laughs> Some weird space goo. And then, I get it. And then Eddie's just like, we are Venom. Like, you know, I just think that's cool. Oh, yeah, so I do like Red in Tooth and Claw, which so, is the, uh, the first story. I guess it won't come my favorites, because I haven't done the mine yet. Of the three, you both chose the same story. Because it's a good story. And I was just going to talk about Red Tooth and Claw, but you could talk. I actually chose my favorite was actually Aftermath. With the Chris Claremont one, because I'm a sucker for me some Chris Claremont. Well, besides <laughs> Chris Claremont X-Men, it was cool to see like other characters. Yeah, he, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't mind because it is a Wolverine book and that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. But what's cool about it is that Chris Claremont, only, not only does he take Wolverine, he brings Kitty with him and does the... Old school there, the training, yeah, from the Kitty Wolverine story exactly. that a miniseries that he wrote, uh, which I thought was cool. I liked that it was a it was a bonding between them and showing with a it was kind of an expansion to the story, which I'm like, sweet, I love that. I'm not a fan of Sam Keith's artwork. That's the only reason why I didn't pick the other one. I would have picked it because it is Wolverine versus Venom, but I'm like, eh, I'm a sucker for some Chris Claremont. So that's our, and honestly, I think the artwork was killer for the Chris Claremont story. I think I think it was cool to see Kitty, young Kitty, and and Wolverine interact again back to the samurai days. So yeah, you would uh, jump in, Hunter, about that red red in tooth and claw. I just think it was really well written. Usually, Larry Hama is just sectioned off to do GI Joe books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so seeing him write something else, I mean, he's probably done a bunch more, but I'm really just on his GI Joe stuff. But seeing him write something else is just really cool. I think he wrote Wolverine a while back. I, I don't want to. I don't so. want to like say it and not have it happen or whatever. But I think because Exit Wounds, this is like a lot of older writers who wrote Wolverine are coming back, right? So it was cool to see Claremont come back with Aftermath, and I love the Kitty Pride stuff. But Red Tooth and Claw was just cool. It's, it, it, again, that entire thing. I love it when Wolverine. I mean, Wolverine having his own stories again is just really cool. Because there was an absent. I mean, Old Man Logan, my favorite version of Logan, oh, man. had his book. Dead man. Well, yeah, he had yeah. his own book. And I lacking the regular Wolverine was a little weird because he was been dead since 2014. That's true. Yeah, he's been dead for five years, the longest he's been dead. It's true. In recent memory. And, well, because you know, they brought Logan in. It's true. So they brought him back with Infinity Wars. Then he was in Fantastic Four and Infinity Watch. Yeah. And then Uncanny. And now he's back in canon again. So it's yeah. cool to see him. It is cool to see him in a series. And again, even though this is only a one shot, it's, it's one still cool shot. To see. It is cool to see, and it's it's war. It's classic Wolverine getting, doing classic Wolverine things. Exactly, and it's kind of what I think Wolverine fans have been waiting for. But my takeaway from this is that they're not. You know, this is just their stories. Whether they're not canon, or canon doesn't matter. You know. It really comes down to we know this was a one shot. So when is the next war, the actual jump for Wolverine going to be? I think it's going to be after uh, yes, House I, of Powers. Yes, we there's do. no way they're not going to get one because he did have his own book with Infinity Watch, but it's not exactly what we wanted. Right? Don't get me wrong. I really like the story, and it ended on a pretty okay note. Yeah. Or Hulk Marines. Well, yeah. No, okay. I, I am a sucker for Weapon H, yeah. but it was really weird <laughs> in Hulk Marines where they were just like. Everyone's green. Have yeah. fun. It was like, all right. Yeah. 
Don't right. make Wolverine, don't make Wolverine do all. So what are we giving this book out of? Exit Wounds definitely oof, probably a th- three and a half. I want to say three and a half. Yeah, the I'm stories like... were good, but it's, all right. it's Wolverine. They one shot. done a thousand. There's a thousand yeah. Wolverine stories. They're one shots, and I think that's the whole yeah. problem. Like, this wasn't a start to a miniseries. Yeah, this which was is a, what everybody thought it was, right? Originally. Even myself included. Yeah, um, it, until today. Until was this, book. Is this a one shot? Oh. Yeah, we're ninety eight percent sure it it's a one shot. Okay, um, they're not going to do another Wolverine book until until if they start another Wolverine book now. Why? They're yeah, ending it, it yeah. next month. Have, it's House of Powers. Yeah. Right. And you also have Dead Man Logan that has three ending. issues. Well, Dead Man Logan is ending in the next three issues, and that'll yeah. end at, that'll end in the middle of House of Powers, but that's not canon anymore because right. he left the universe after yeah. issue six. Yeah. So he's back in his own time. So that's the thing. I and think, we know he's going to die. Yeah. That yeah. <laughs> would be so sad. I think that's the whole thing. I think the, the biggest thing is giving it a three and a half, four type of thing makes sense because it is, it's, it's, an homage to Wolverine, but I've seen better Wolverine stories. I do love the Kitty Wolverine story because it does bring me back to Death of Wolverine. It brings me back to Kitty Wolverine miniseries. But outside that, it was okay. They're good. I mean, they're all phenomenal writers and all phenomenal artists. But it was just okay. Mm-hmm. That was okay. my big thing. Like each story was cool in its own right, but it's. This is going. My problem is a lot of annuals. Add to the current, not oh, not all of them. Like this Spider Ham, right? But a lot of annuals in recent memory, like Guardians mm-hmm. and last year Spider Man, uh, uh, Batman, uh, Batman Detective. Yeah, they I'm add sorry. to the current universe, the current like canon storyline, right. especially with Guardians. Yeah, and this just being a one, like a, I know it's not an annual, but a lot of one shots kind of tie in. This even one, sh- even one shots that that are strictly. Out of canon, or just there can be like, hey, we need to use characters so we don't lose copyright. That's not what it is. And I know this is not what that is. It's one of those, let's show up Wolverine. If they wanted to do this as a bigger book, I would have been like, all right, we'll get our top people on it. I would have made it a double sized issue and be like, yo, we're going to celebrate Wolverine for this book. Even though it has nothing else going on, we just want to tell. You know, we want our, our top writers and top artists doing a kick-ass story for Wolverine. Mm-hmm. And not saying any of them are bad, because they are good, but just three random Wolverine stories. It's like if the three of us came up with random Wolverine stories, we're like, yeah, we'll go write a Wolverine story. Each of us go write a Wolverine story, story and have artists. Mm-hmm. It's cool who is just paying homage to Wolverine, but it's not... It's like, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. So, Danny, since this is your last episode, do you want to take us home for the final time? I will take you home for the final time. Take me home tonight. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Thanks for listening, guys. You can head to our website, androidscomics.com, to check out this week's previews and new releases. Follow us on Instagram at, at androids underscore comics and Twitter at androidscomics for up-to-date news. If you listen to us on Apple Pods, Apple Pods? Was that like apple pie? Apple pie. <laughs> <laughs> you you said this once before. I did. Not one other time. time. No, no, not this apple pies thing, but like you said apple pods in one of, in one of the last outros. You just read it through. No no, no question. But now you're questioning me. That's when you're leaving. I did. <laughs> I can change the swear. Wait, did I really? It's always apple pods and I read right through it? Yeah. Yes. Um, it's been that way since last like four weeks. Oh, Jesus. Take the wheel. <laughs> don't forget to rate and review us. And if you're listening on any other app, don't forget to share. Support your local comic 
Facebook shops and have a great day, guys. See Maybe guys I'll later. see you soon. Hopefully, and like I said, we said, Danny, you're always welcome back. <laughs> so, good night, everybody. Good night. Oh, bye. 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 <laughs>